Tom Brady's mad. Tom Brady's mad. We're dropping a Moon Man in a few minutes. Moon Man number eight. And Patrick Mahomes set to play during the the, the championship game with a, a, an injured ankle. He's getting it looked at, getting it treated, but fully expected to play. We're talking about Mahomes. We're talking about Tom Brady and his potential return and anger surrounding the situation. We're talking about Moon Man number eight, the fantasy football show begins right now broskies file on in live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios it's the fantasy football show live monday through friday 7 p.m eastern baked in boys indeed and we've got quite a show for you tonight because we're talking thomas brady He's mad. He's angry. People are probing him. Is he returning? Is he not? He's mad. His response is, is Tom Brady-like, uh, like he's on the sideline throwing an iPad on the ground. That's how mad he gets in this. Uh, this uh, It's not an interview. He's in a conversation with Larry Fitzgerald, and it, it's, it's crazy. So we're talking that. We're talking uh, Patrick Mahomes in the ankle. Will he play? Yes, he'll play. He'll do anything to play. He's not in jeopardy of not playing, but how hampered will he be? We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got uh, a Moon Man number eight to drop. Get ready for that Moon Man number eight. Uh, the fantasy football show is ready to blast off to the moon. I hope the you're. Moon. I hope you're good and ready for Moon Man number eight. And uh, let's get to it. So, real quickly before we get to Moon Man number eight, I gotta save this real quick. Uh, we have to we have to discuss Mahomes and Brady real quick. Then we're jumping into Moon Man number eight. First in the building is Blind Larry. Appreciate you, Smooth Criminal. Uh, Roger in the house. Uh, 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 Abdul, appreciate you being here. Um, Jarrett, A-R-O-K, appreciate you. Um, Casey and Peanut Butter, Mitch, appreciate you all being here. Silver Winter, welcome. Mahomes, Mahomes. Here's this report right here. This from uh, Ian Rappaport. The uh, report talks about how Mahomes is undergoing treatment for the ankle, the high ankle sprain, but fully intends to play. He will play. He's not sitting it out. Uh, playing on the ankle probably made it slightly worse than if he like sat out immediately. But I don't know that it was to any degree that, that, that it's going to make him in jeopardy of missing the game. It couldn't have been a severe high ankle sprain he wouldn't have been able to walk on it even immediately. I know a lot of people said adrenaline. I've been saying that. I've been saying you get adrenaline, swelling, all that stuff. The adrenaline wears off. The swelling kicks in. And a, and a, a injury like an ankle injury, a high ankle injury, usually gets worse the moment you stop playing. And it starts swelling up. But this guy went to the locker room. Okay? Swelling would have ensued immensely. If it was a severe high ankle sprain, the adrenaline would have wore off. He came back out and he went onto the field and he played. So it's not a it's not a over a, a excessive amount of adrenaline and and lack of swelling yet because that that would have been a factor coming out of the uh, of the first half. What it is is that he had a high ankle sprain, just not a severe high ankle sprain, but it's probably a very uh, medium to severe high ankle sprain that he's willing to hobble around on and potentially make worse every time he goes out there. Um, but it doesn't feel like it's in a, a jeopardy to getting worse or to turning from a, a you know, a, a mid ankle or a, a medium high ankle sprain into a severe high ankle sprain. Um, but one, one shot to the ankle and he could be out of the game. One, one huge shot to the ankle. 
uh, and he'll be out. So it's vulnerable. Like he's vulnerable in the pocket. He's vulnerable moving around. And you bet your bottom dollar, these defensive players, these linebackers, these off, these defensive linemen, uh, everybody going after Mahomes will be wrapping him up by the ankles. Um, and so Mahomes has got to watch out. He's got to keep that foot up. You know, he gets tackled. You'll see him raise his foot up and try and keep his foot out of like, almost like you fall in a pool of water with a cell phone and you're trying to keep it out of water. He's going to keep that leg up like it can't touch the ground. Um, watch it. He'll do that. He'll be less mobile, uh, less mobile in terms of running the ball. Also uh, throwing off of his front foot, which is going to be a problem, but he's probably working on that. He's good enough to kind of overcome that in some, in some capacity, but he will be hampered. He won't be fully himself and that's going to make it a, a very very tough battle for the kansas city chiefs as they face off against joe cigar smoking burrow people are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it get burrowed so uh i expect the Bengals to win but it will be a hard-fought battle and mahomes is an absolute trooper for trying to, to push through that so um let's move on to the tom brady situation uh tom brady um uh, let's see here. He was he's talking. This was on uh, when asked about his potential retirement via Let's Go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray, uh, the little show they do. So this wasn't an interview. It was on the show with with Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray. Jim Gray asked him essentially, uh, "What's your decision? What are you leaning toward? Are you leaning toward retirement?" And he said, "If I knew what I was going to bleeping do, I would have bleeping done it." And it wasn't like a, a said in a, a very like joking way. He said it very aggressively. He said it very. Um, he was he was perturbed. He was perturbed. He like like the look in this photo. That's how he felt when he was asked the question, and he he barked back. He barked back. He kind of he kind of apologized in a way when 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 Jim pushed him and said, "Oh, you know, like." Basically, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but I guess that pushes your buttons that way. And he said, and Tom Brady said, I appreciate you asking the question. He kind of like backed off, but Tom Brady snapped at him. Tom Brady snapped at him and said this very, very, uh, in, in, very much with anger. Almost like Tom Brady throwing the iPad down on the ground on, on the sideline. He had he had a fit. And and so he's, he's obviously tired of being asked the question. I don't know what Tom's going to do. I don't see him retiring at this point. Typically, if you ask me, somebody leaning toward retirement isn't going to respond like this when they're asked. I think he's teeter-tottering on whether his skill level is still there potentially, um, but he wants to play. He doesn't want it to go down like that. He no longer, this is me getting the psychology involved in all of it, but uh, my thinking is that football is his family. Football is part of his family, and right now he's got chaos other than obviously he gets time with his kids and all that, but his his personal life was up in in uh, in in, uh, in in shambles, and so like football's part of who he is, and it's a stable part of who he is. And sometimes when you go through trauma in life outside of something like this, you kind of want to lean toward the familiar. And I just kind of feel like my gut tells me, the psychology part of me tells me that he doesn't want to leave football right now. He doesn't want to have too much moving parts in his life and change. Tom Brady. I believe still wants to play. I believe Tom Brady with control of where he wants to go wants to, to, to pick one time. Why step away when you're finally free to go wherever you want and you're going to walk away from the game? 
it comes down to does he feel like he can go through the training camp? Does he feel like he can go through all the football activities, the entire season, the extra game now? He made some comments during the year like, what is he doing? He said, like, sometimes I ask myself, what am I doing out here with these young guys? Basically saying that it was harder than he thought to come back this year in that in that early part of the season. So it, it's different than Aaron Rodgers, who's a, a few steps behind him in terms of getting older and, you know, slowing down. Tom Brady's really at that that tipping point. He's teeter-tottering on that, does he have the ability left? I believe he still has one year left in the right situation. I believe he needs to have the right environment to come back. I think he's smart enough because he is the GOAT. He is the best player of all time in terms of football. He is the best. He's the GOAT. He's the smartest. He's accomplished the most. Um, I think he's smart enough to know I'm a little bit more limited today than I was yesterday. I need the perfect situation, the perfect situation to head into uh, in order for me to stay. And I think he'll get it because guess what? Miami Mike will definitely be open-minded to bring it in Tom Brady because he can't take a chance that Tua... Even if Tua wants to play, and I sh I'm sure he does, is going to be there for him. Miami might can't afford to go into another playoff with his third-string quarterback and not have solved this very glaring and obvious situation that's going to pop up again because there's no way Tua avoids another concussion. It's it's inevitable. Tua's going to get a concussion and then contemplate retirement, and Miami Mike's going to be left with nobody in this amazing team. I think he'll definitely entertain bringing Thomas Brady in uh, to be the head signal caller in Miami. And what weapons he'd have. The weaponry he'd have would make it a no-brainer for him. Even with a diminished skill level, even a little bit. If Tom Brady feels like mentally I'm there, physically I'm pretty much there. Maybe I can't make some of the throws that I used to make. Guess what solves that? Miami Mike's offense with speedsters knifing across the field. Uh, short passes to Tyreek Hill. Let him Debo Samuel the ball down the field. Jalen Waddle streaking down the field. Tom Brady still could throw 50 yards. It's not like he can throw 50 yards every play, but he can still throw down the field. I'm tired of people saying his arm's a noodle at this point. It's not. He still can throw. There's footage of him throwing 50-yard passes. I don't want to hear Tom Brady can't throw 50 yards down the field. Miami Mike would solve his problems. Miami Mike would bridge the, the gap between his, his ability to play up here and his ability to play right here. It would definitely be solved. Tom Brady would have no qualms about coming back and playing for Miami. Tom Brady wants to play for the Niners. We know this. We know this. He sat there taking pictures. He's wanted to be to be a Niner since he's a little kid. Practically begged Shanahan to be a Niner back uh, a couple years ago when he said, or Shanahan said, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy G's marginally lesser than Tom Brady. We're going to go ahead and stick with Jimmy G. And Tom Brady wanted to go then. Tom Brady wants to go to San Francisco. If that doesn't work, Tom Brady's going to still want to try. And if, if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, Brock Purdy's going to stay the starter. If Brock Purdy falls short against the Eagles this coming weekend, I think there's a crack in the door for Tom Brady to pick up the phone and say, hey, why don't you let me come and tutor and mentor Brock Purdy? Well, that's an idea. And I'll win you a Super Bowl in the meantime. And if I don't have it, put me on the bench. Let me come try it with the weapons you have Kyle Shanahan and the question is will Kyle Shanahan will Kyle Shanahan be able to with his ego accept somebody with the knowledge base that this guy comes to the table with 
what would Shanahan do for Brady? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Ron, welcome back. I I don't know what Shanahan, how he would handle with his ego somebody that probably knows more than him about his own offense. I think that's the struggle. That's the rub. That's why I believe Kyle Shanahan didn't want to bring Tom Brady in back when he said Jimmy G was marginally marginally lesser than Tom Brady, and Tom Brady goes and wins his Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. That, that's that's kind of what I, I think Tom uh, uh, Shanahan struggles with. Now, again, for my Niner people in here, they're going to be up in a, a, a they're going to have a they're going to be all upset about this. They're going to say, "What well, Brock Purdy's the future? Brock Purdy's the future for you." for the team, for Kyle Shanahan, if he doesn't falter this weekend against the Eagles. If he falters against the Eagles, there's an open door, a cracked door. You're still going to have a conversation about whether Brock Purdy and Trey Lance together is just better overall for the team than Tom Brady. I'm not saying it's an easy call. I'm saying the door is cracked open for Tom Brady to have an argument and a case to say, guess what? I'm free to go where I want. I'm free to go where I want, marginally lesser. It's it's unbelievable that Shanahan thought that way. And I kind of think he's maybe lying because he didn't want to bring in a guy that knows more than him. He's got that big of an ego. I think the Niners, I think Niner fans would be nuts not to want Brock Purdy to pause. You don't have to send Brock Purdy away. Does anybody in here honestly, truly believe that Brock Purdy, you couldn't hit the pause button on a season where he wasn't the starter. He wasn't supposed to start. You're not doing any irreparable damage taking him out of the lineup when he was coming in as a, as a filler. And you know the old, you can't, you can't lose your job due to injury. He came in. He did what he had to do. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, there's you're telling me you can't hit the pause button on Brock Purdy, bring in Tom Brady, have a probably better chance of winning a Super Bowl. You do. You do. Brock Purdy is in development right now. And if you could give him Tom Brady, that would only help him. Hitting pause on Brock Purdy with Tom Brady being the reason, with Tom Brady being the mentor, think of the things Brock Purdy would learn from Tom Brady. So if I'm a Niner fan, I would objectively say it would be pretty awesome to bring Tom Brady in Hit pause on Brock Purdy. Have Tom Brady train him and tutor him and mold him and sculpt him. And they and they have they have a similar kind of story like like a lot of you have said in the comments before. A very similar story in that Tom Brady was a nothing. He was overlooked by everybody. Everybody but the New England Patriots. They brought him in. He wasn't supposed to be the starter. He was the backup. Injury happened. He walked into the lineup. The rest is history. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, even more irrelevant than Tom Brady in the NFL draft. And he comes in due to injury, walks his team to a potential uh, uh, Super Bowl, you know, win. And maybe he wins it. Maybe he doesn't. Hitting pause, bringing Brady in. I would do it. I would 100% do it. If I was in charge in San Francisco, I 100% would bring Brady in. And Brady wants nothing more than than to play in San Francisco. Nothing more. He's wanted it since he was a little kid. But if he can't get it, I think Miami's the next stop. If he can't get it, maybe the Raiders, maybe the Jets. And and, and if not, he, he probably retires. 
He, he's only going to go to a place he feels supported enough to bridge the gap between what's here and what's here. Can he do it all? Can he bridge the gap? Can he make it to where there's no drop off? So I, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so that's that. Now it's time for Moon Man. Number eight. Numero ocho. You've got you've all kind of seen this one coming. Moon Man, number eight. Get ready. Get your spacesuits on. I give you the more obvious of all of the moon men. Number eight. Why what makes a moon man? What makes a moon man? Value. I'm not just putting my top eight players on the board. And granted, we're going to probably go 15, 20 moon men deep this year. I'd say about 15. I don't want to go too much more than 15, 16. I want it to mean something. I want to not have the entire National Football League on the moon man screen to where it doesn't have a lot of pop. But I imagine we're going to get into the 14, 15 range. Maybe if we send a couple guys to the Mars list, they don't need to be on the moon man list. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But what makes a moon man? Value value where you get them what they can do for the cost of entry the doubt that people have moon man number eight the first returning moon man in the history of the moon man list this is his second year not returning because he's not good or he's getting a second try returning because he's a monster Yes, this is the captain of the Moonman list. This is the veteran of the Moonman list. This is, I give you, the Moonman. Brees Hall. Dropping loads in outer space. Space Monsters. Brees Hall. Why Brees Hall? Because of value. Why Brees Hall? Because the doubt is strong in this one. People are going to doubt his ACL recovery. People are, they avoided him last year. People are going to avoid him this year to a significant degree. And then there are going to be people like us that believe in him. It'll be half and half. Half the people will love him. Half the people will doubt him. The combination of that doubt mixed with the believers will make him fall somewhere in the middle of value. And he'll creep up as the season goes along. He deserves to be on the list. He deserves to be on the list because I believe he'll linger in the second round. I believe he's still a top five running back if his recovery goes well. And I know a lot of people are going to say, Smitty, aren't you the one, the captain of saying ACL tears in the knee make it very hard for you to come back and have a good successful season? I say this all the time. When your recovery is not good when your recovery is not timely when your recovery isn't spouting out pieces of news left and right that say he's ahead of schedule he's actually going to look like a hundred percent even though that part's always a little bit of a stretch because you can never be fully 100 percent. but similar to talk about bridging the gap for 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 brady if he goes somewhere with weapons maybe he can mask some of the things that he's not good at anymore Brees hall's not not good at anything but he will have a little less explosiveness he at first he will have some deficiencies but can he bridge that gap by improving his mental 
capabilities, improving his vision, his patience. Sometimes you break your right arm, your dominant arm, you learn how to use your left. And then when your right arm becomes available again, you are a better, more coordinated person, better athlete. My thinking here is this. Brees Hall is so young, we've never seen someone during their rookie season tear their ACL when they were on pace to be the number one to number three, number four, one to four overall running back in fantasy football as a rookie. We haven't seen somebody of his stature, of his rise and in, 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 in ascension to tear their ACL and be 21 years old and have to go back to the drawing board as if they're coming out of college, get the repair, come back in in their sophomore year and try and continue on what they've been doing. We usually see somebody that gets injured a little bit further on, further on down in the track of their career and they're still young. But when you are 21 years old, you're almost you're almost still in college like in terms of the year how young you are and how many running backs have come out of college with torn ACLs at 21 it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of your career as long as the knee injury was not destructive to other parts of the knee as long as his meniscus is intact as long as his LCL and his his LCL right 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 here and his MCL right here and his PCL and the meniscus specifically are intact. He had one of the more cleaner ACL tears that we've seen and he's going to have a very smooth recovery because of it. We won't have different things here and there. I I think I think this is the way I need to describe it to everybody. If we get bad news, I promise you. I promise you. I will adjust and adapt accordingly appropriately without bias what i've been waiting for and you guys know me very well with this because i've been very vocal i said i wasn't going to use the Brees hall button all off season until we got good news so we knew we could get back on board quickly but what i said early on is happening right before our very eyes i said i have no evidence to support this and i didn't that i believed Brees hall would have a, a a very good report early on that he was ahead of schedule I said Brees Hall fits the bill because of his young age and because of how good he was before the injury that we very well could hear. He's so ahead of schedule. He looks like the same guy. He's ready to go. Things we didn't hear about JK, things we didn't hear about Barkley, and both Barkley's return from his ACL recovery, very rushed, not ready, and JK's were disastrous because they weren't ready. They were rushed on the field. They didn't even, didn't even have time to cut or prepare or take hits or anything. Brees Hall is projected to be way ahead of those types of schedules. And he'll be he'll be running and cutting, have his helmet on, pads, taking taking snaps, showing video footage of this guy doing that is going to increase his value. And at some point, he might not be Moon Man valuable anymore. He might start going at number seven, number six, number eight overall. But initially, I believe that Moon Man number eight. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. Brees Hall, I believe, will start getting taken so high that Space it's hard to justify the value, but guess what? We do this for several reasons. This is not just a moon man list for redraft. This is not just a moon man list for dynasty. It's a mixture. It's a combination. It's for DFS. It's for everything. And there's a lot of times that we got to talk about these players ahead of time to try and get the most value. We can't squeeze the most value out of it until it turns into a diamond. Okay, so 
Brees Hall turns into a diamond in a lot of people's eyes in the coming months. But how much time do we have to react? I don't know. I can't guarantee you you're going to have five months, four months, six months. I don't know. I don't know. People might not even value him on draft day in August. We might see him as Moon Man valuable the whole time he's on the Moon Man list. But I just want to prepare you that if you're in Dynasty, you're in Keeper Leagues, you're in whatever... It is now now is time to strike while his value is down low while people are doubting him because it may not always be the case. He could very well climb into first round value, mid first round value. I love I love Brees Hall. I love Brees Hall. Give me Brees Hall all day long. Um and, and right now you could pretty much put him at like the 12 13 pick for me if push came to shove, but I very much want to see where Brees Hall's ADP lingers. Let me put Brees Hall on the screen here since we've already revealed revealed my guy. There we go. Um, yeah. So there, there it is. Moon Man number eight. Let's give you a look at the Moon Man one more time. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. Bijan Robinson, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Gibbs, Charbonnet, Space Monsters, Christian Watson. The 2023 Miami Dolphin quarterback and Brees Hall. These are your moon men so far. There are eight of them. They're absolutely magnificent. This list makes me just chuckle uh, with joy at the amount of, of leagues we're going to win due to the values on this board. They feel like an amazing group. This is a powerful group. This is a, a, a group I'm going to see a lot of teams basing on 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 some of the some of these guys on the same team and i I just think there's gonna be a lot of explosions going on remember the moon men is about value it's about value and so we have to make sure we are getting value at every turn um let's put moon man above here moon man number eight breeze hall uh anybody want to chime in Smitty, will anyone over the age of 23 make the Moon Man list this year? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I imagine. I imagine there might be one or two. <laughs> it, you know, it, there's something to be said about that, though. I, you know, I realize I'm doing it, but it is initially a, a, a not a factor. It's how I make decisions. It's how I gravitate toward the younger player that has less likelihood of of injury even though Brees Hall suffered an ACL tear but he's he's young that was not something we anybody could have predicted it was a freak injury it wasn't like a, an injury he put upon himself he got hit and, and it wasn't even like he planted and he's prone to tearing ACLs or anything like that or having knee issues I believe Brees Hall comes back bigger stronger than ever I don't know that it happens out the gate, but I do believe um, Brady, if he goes to Miami, he certainly won Ron because, I mean, here's my here's my my Brady and A-Rod and Lamar list in order um, of, of preference for me and logic. I don't know that this is exactly how it will play out or if even one of these guys ends up on one of these three teams, but Miami's the number one spot and Lamar is the number one fit for it because he gives Miami Mike that running ability that he loves so much. And I believe that Lamar would be an amazing fit in Miami. And the doubt I have for Lamar would vanish. 
because of Miami Mike's offense. Look what Tua did, the Tua glasses. We made fun of Tua all offseason long, and I don't think we were wrong to say that he didn't have top five to six quarterback talent. Where I went wrong was that it's it's like a, it's a it, it's an elevation of value, an inflated value that you can't take away from the player because situation and player are hand in hand. And the fact that Lamar struggles with this, struggles with that, runs too much, he's still gonna have you know injury risk. Having that Miami Dolphin arsenal of weaponry mixed with Miami Mike's skill set, mind, aggressiveness, scheme would turn Lamar into a top. He would dance in the four to the three to five range all year. Like I would still rank him below the big four. But Fields and Lamar, I don't I you probably put Lamar ahead of Fields. You put Lamar ahead of Fields, Lamar would be locked into QB five. He could dance and flirt with all the big four all year long. Who knows where Lamar could finish? I wouldn't put it past Lamar in Miami with Miami Mike system and scheme and aggressiveness and the weapons. I wouldn't put it past Lamar to finish in the top four, but it would be inflated. It would be fabricated to it if you want to use that word, but it would be reality. You know, perceptions, reality, and result is reality in fantasy football. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Lamar is being vaulted up, lifted up, inflated, whatever the case may be, by Miami Mike in the offense. That's why the Moonman list is so important when we talk about this this quarterback spot. The Moonman dropping loads in outer space. What I'm trying to say is that even a, a Lamar, space monsters, an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady caliber player landing in this Miami Dolphins silhouette here on the bottom right of the Moonman list. Brady, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, any one of the three, and maybe a couple other players, any one of them vaults into the top three to five QB conversation every single week because of Miami Mike, because of Tyreek Hill and Waddle, because of the system, because of what we saw a mediocre Tua. How, how did he do? He was he was so much better than anybody anticipated. And part of me wondered if Miami Mike would be able to have that effect, but I didn't like Tua enough. I didn't believe Miami Mike would do it. Now, Tua goes somewhere else. Let's say Tua got traded or cut or what, you know, he's not, he's going to be the backup there if he decides to play. But let's say Tua went somewhere else. Let's just say he did. He requested a trade because they brought in Tom Brady and, and, and Miami Mike's like, I owe you. I'll trade you. He would fail. He would fail pretty much anywhere else he went unless he landed in an amazing environment that had similar effect, which there are a couple scenarios I can think of. The Raiders would be kind of a scenario where we saw Derek Carr not win football games and disappoint to the point where they got rid of him but produce stats. You know what I'm saying? So like Tua in, in, in Las Vegas would produce enough. I wouldn't be worried so much about Devontae Adams' numbers because we know Tua in that kind of environment can prop up his stats. Kind of think of Winston as an example. Does anybody think Winston's a top 10 quarterback? Absolutely not. Is Winston amazing for Olave if he stayed healthy? Guaranteed would play 17 games. That, that's the problem is we don't know that Winston will. Winston as a starting quarterback in New Orleans is scary because he could be out in week four. But if you could guarantee me Winston would play 17 games, 
I want Winston throwing to Olave almost over any quarterback in the National Football League. And I don't even like Winston. But Winston knows how to deliver the football downfield over and over and over. And Olave led the NFL in air yards with Winston under center. So that's kind of my point here. Is Miami Mike is so good. You put a good quarterback in there. They're top three to five all year long, bouncing in and out with the big boys. So that's why the Moonman list is so important. And even though we can't capitalize or strike necessarily on the player yet, we can capitalize on getting Tyreek Hill early. We can capitalize on getting Jalen Waddle early before a QB lands in place for Miami Mike. Because I think we'll be celebrating the Miami Mike quarterback acquisition situation at some point this year. And we're going to be like, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. Um, what's up with Purdy or what's this question here? What's up with Trey Lance? If Purdy goes into a Super Bowl win, I think he requests a trade. I don't know if Shanahan will give it to him. Shanahan's all business. Not that he makes all the right calls, but he's all business. And I don't think he's going to, uh, grant something out of, uh, you know, I owe you this or I owe you that if. They get the value they want, they'll trade them, but it's going to require two first-round picks, and I don't know what team's going to pay two first-round picks for a quarterback that hasn't proven anything yet, whether we like him or not. So if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, he's the de facto starter, and for good reason, right? If he falters really badly against the Eagles, what have you done for me lately kicks in more than, oh, look what he did all year long. That's the nature of human beings. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying I agree with it. I think what Purdy showed poise in the pocket, quick feet, ability to not just move out of the pocket, but navigate in the pocket, stand in there long enough to find an open wide receiver and make a throw. If I was to say anything about Purdy, I would say, why is George Kittle amazing right now when George Kittle was non-existent for what the last year and a half? Brock Purdy. Why? Because Brock Purdy can navigate a pocket as a rookie with no experience at all move around, shuffle his feet, get 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 enough time, buy enough time, extend a play so that Kittle can do a block, delayed block route that he that he normally does. It takes a while for Kittle to get open in some of these these delayed routes that he runs and that's traditionally what you're going to get out of Kittle. He's essentially a blocker and if he breaks free for a a, a route and then like that one play where Kittle was like Kittle had to like come back. He cut like that was an unbelievable catch that Kittle made. Um, but Kittle's Kittle's non-existent if Purdy's not in there. So Purdy deserves a lot more credit and he deserves the the opportunity. Like if it was me, I would I would definitely give Purdy the opportunity. And this is coming from a big Trey Lance believer. But I firmly believe if if Purdy falters, it's what have you done for me lately? I don't see Kyle Shanahan saying. Well, Purdy, let's say Purdy throws two INTs, throws the game away because of nerves. And you can't really get mad at him as a rookie. Uh, the last pick in the NFL draft gets nervous, plays a really tough defense in the Eagles. Um, in a big game with a big spotlight, he showed a lot of nerves last week. And so, understandably, he could potentially do the same thing, right? So, if, if Purdy goes out there and craps the bed during the Eagle game, it's going to be, what have you done for me lately? He'll have a nice advantage, but who knows? Who knows what happens? Who knows? Uh, that's when the door opens cracked cracked open for Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's going to slip in and say, hey, Kyle, 
give me a shot. Give me a shot. This is my boyhood dream. I'm at the tail end of my career. This is the only accomplishment I want left to win a Super Bowl with the 49ers. I bet you Tom Brady gets a gets a fair crack at arguing his case. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But it's a good question. Uh, a good question. Ty, Ty Lee. Ty Lee says, Smitty. What's up, Ty? We're, we're just waiting. Pins and needles. Dial in. Dial in, Ty Lee. Tell me what you got. Tell me what you got. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. We're just itching, bro. To, to hear where this footage is, bro. And what this footage explains about Joe Burrow. We're just waiting. Um... I'm more of an under-the-radar type of man. You are, bro. You're flying so far under the radar radar with this Joe Burrow news that you got. We're petrified Peters, every single one of us. We got 92, 91 petrified Peters in here and you, Ty Lee. The rest of us are scared to death of this unusual film that you have that's going to expose Joe Burrow's game to the point where he falls, and he falls hardcore. And I heard, I heard a little birdie told me, Ty Lee, that there are... NFL teams just licking their chops for your film and breakdown on what's going on, Tylee. Please call in and explain. We would love to know. I'm scared to see if Tylee's Burrow film, it will cause regression. <laughs> Joe Cool is the video without... Joe Cool is the video with Alvin Kamara. That, that, would, be, that would be crazy if Tylee's footage was the Alvin Kamara video, and it's the only footage that pans to the left and Joe Burrow sitting there with uh, Alvin Kamara in the in the video. Oh, we would all be like, Ty Lee is real. <laughs> Ty Lee is real. <laughs> the only problem with that is Joe Burrow is the nicest guy in the entire National Football League. You know what I'm saying? Ty Lee, I have video footage of you uh, duping footage of Joe Burrow's game being exposed. I, that would be crazy if Tylee's video was Joe Burrow in the Alvin Kamara video partaking in said situation. Oh my God. Tylee would be goaded for having the video and us just just glossing over him. <laughs> Casey says, I'll take the gamble against the film. Yeah, Tylee, this is what I think of your video footage. People are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. The tripod, also likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, are constructed using burrow or hertz, chase or a JB, hull or walker. That's what I think of your foot. That's, that's what my footage is. I've got footage on Joe Burrow that helps prevent regression. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Anyway, um, how do you guys like Moon Man number eight? I know he's a regular from the past. I know he's a, 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 a returning Moon Man, and the excitement might not be as great. But how are you guys liking Moon Man number eight? 
number ocho. Are you guys feeling it? The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Brees Hall is very warranted given the value. Space Moses. Given the value that uh, he possesses right now from his injured and overlooked um, situation. Zach Evans and Tank Bigsby. Um, Logan, I you're going to see on my rookie video, I'm not as high on these two guys as the average bear, which is why you see Charbonnet on my list, which is why you see Gibbs on my list. There will be one more potential rookie running back added to the Moon Man list. It may come as early as the next Moon Man. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. As you can see, Bijan in blue, Gibbs in blue, and Charbonnet in blue. Space These are three rookie running backs. There will be one more rookie running back added to the Moonman list, and and you'll just have to wait and see if maybe your guys crack the list or maybe not. But uh, traditionally, you'll see me pretty down on Zach Evans, pretty down on Tank uh, Bigsby. They're okay in the right spot. They could be okay. I don't know who the smutty guy is, but he probably sounds pretty quick, pretty agile. But Tank Bigsby and Zach Evans, I, I, I don't think they're as good as people say. But you know what? Players can get better through training and NFL coaching and landing spots. So it's not like they can't pop onto my my aggressive board very, very soon if landing spots are handed out that change my perception. Because landing spots can change a lot, bro. They can change a ton. Uh, Ty Lee, you better worry about those Eagles first. What did Ty Lee say? Uh, Ty Lee likes the Moonman list. Moonman W. Ty Lee likes it. Um, I'm Bang Bang Niner guy for the Bengals better hope the Niners don't win on Sunday or Burrow will be petrified in the Super Bowl. But Ty Lee, are you releasing the the video footage that you have that you say is going to take Burrow down? Um, or are you going to hold on to that for next year and, and, and get a hold of like some teams and say, Hey, this is what, this is what I'm working with. You want to bring me in as a, a potential guidance. Uh, I'm just curious. Smitty is Burrow. One of the hidden moon men you haven't dropped. I'm not telling you who my moon men are. Oh Lord, please not. If so, can you give me a heads up? So I don't have to, um, so I don't have to do any more analysis. I don't really know what you're 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 talking about really there Tylee if you're saying that if he's on my moonman list then you're wrong and you're no longer going to go go down this rabbit hole that you're going down is that what you're trying to tell me Tylee cuz I can save you the trouble uh Joe Burrow is on this screen the stack above all stacks He's on the tripod also likened to pyramid People are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it I mean, his his mere presence all over my entire show, Ty Lee, should let you know that whatever you're holding on to, it's AI footage of Joe Burrow throwing a football. Maybe somebody got a hold of you, Ty, and tricked you and gave you some kind of uh, AI-created uh, shot of Burrow underhanding a pass downfield as if he, he lost his arm strength. I don't know what you're working with, bro. We are curious what you have. Um, the imposter Ty Lee might just changed it. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know if Ty Lee... This might not be the real Ty Lee. I don't think this is the real Ty Lee. This guy's this guy's too too clear. He's too clear to be the real Ty Lee. I'm thinking. Right, where's our auditor at? We have an auditor in here that can audit this and, and tell us if it's the real Ty Lee. 
AJ, I'm so afraid of what Tylee's footage can do to some high school QBs, though. <laughs> I have experience with taking down quarterbacks with footage. Okay, uh, Burrow is the next Brady. Yeah, I mean, he really, we are, this is already in motion. Like, he's baby Brady. We don't know if he'll ever surpass Brady. No one will probably surpass Brady in the number of rings that he has, but this is the closest thing to Brady in the making. Whether he, how far he gets along that track is to be determined. No one's pretending he will get to those heights exactly. But Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow is on his way to his first ring. And I believe he wins multiple. I believe he wins three or four at least in his next, I don't know, 15 years of football. You know? He's so ahead of ahead of the where he should be. Like, he, he had a torn ACL. His offensive line has been mangled for two years. He's figuring it out. He's so tough. He's so calm. He's so cool. You talk about getting hit. He's like, getting hit's part of the game. He doesn't even care. You know, like he understands things will improve. The offensive line will improve. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, guess what? Guess what happens to the offensive line? People want to play for the, the Cincinnati Bengals. They they lure in more potential suitors to fix up the offensive line. And the offensive line has pl- played pretty well considering. The defense has played pretty well considering. Uh, it's very well coached team. There's Kudos need to go across the board. Coaching, offensive line. Uh, defense, wide receivers, playing without Jamar Chase, Burrow starting off very shoddy, and then losing Chase. I mean, to have the year he had, 35 or so passing touchdowns, with literally Chase being banged up for a big chunk of time, starting off the first, like, two, what was it, three games in a row where it was like, where's the Bengals' offense? Imagine, he'd have 45 touchdowns if he started off on fire. Um they're improving things, and imagine if they replace Mixon and they have the foresight to do that now walking into the draft. They don't wait until it's too late. Imagine if they replace Mixon in the NFL draft with a running back like Charbonnet, with a running back like the next moon man that I announce that is an RB rookie, or uh, uh, a Gibbs, you know, or... You know, obviously, you know, to, to move up and try and get uh, a Bijan would be unbelievable. If the Bengals, the Eagles, the Buffalo Bills get get Bijan or Charbonnet or Gibbs, it's going to be a whole new level of, of, of production coming out of that offense that's already electric and potent. And the crazy part is the Bengals, the Bills, and the Eagles, arguably, and you could even say the Chiefs, you know, even though McKinnon's done really well, he's 31 years old. You could say that the the four best offenses are quarterbacks, the gunslingers, right? Mahomes, the Chiefs, uh, Burrow, the Bengals, um, uh, Josh Allen, the Bills, Hurts, the Eagles. The four best quarterbacks, gunslingers in the NFL don't have an electric elite running back. You give Burrow a, a Gibbs or a Charbonnet, or a Bijan, or you give Josh Allen that, or you give Mahomes that, or you give Hertz, or, or like I said, Burrow. Imagine what the offense does and how they produce going forward. Imagine Bijan in any one of those situations. Imagine Charbonnet or Gibbs in any one of those situations. Um, 
Mixon still in his prime? I don't think so, Golf. I appreciate your opinion, but I disagree. Mixon has been abused for several, several years, awaiting this Bengal team to arrive. He's been there grinding it out, eight-man fronts, Clearly shows signs of decline this year. He slowed down massively. Um, staying healthy is going to be hard for him moving forward. Twenty-seven is the new um, is the new you know thirty essentially. So it, it's it, it's this is his last year. If he has the ability to stay healthy, I, I agree. There's that possibility. But Mixon's faced so much abuse waiting for this offensive. Like, remember when Todd Gurley had a real rough year? He had a good year, then he had a really rough year, and he was facing eight-man front after eight-man front. And the next year, he struggled bad because he got worn down. He had to recover, and he came back and was absolutely electric. Um, Mixon's faced a lot of that abuse where he literally had no room to run. Stack boxes completely smashed to pieces. He's slowing, he's slowing down. You can see it. And 26 is not young for an RB. Brees Hall is 21. Like four to five years shelf life, and then it's worry time. Could could people defy logic? Derrick Henry did. Derrick Henry did. Alvin Kamara, or uh, I'm sorry, Austin Eckler, at, at 28 years old, will he be able to defy logic? It's possible, but I'm going to bet against it. I'm going to walk around the Alvin Kamara conversation, draft somebody different, and then I'll scoop up you know, Alvin Kamara at very good value and trade him, but I'm not drafting him high. And that's just the way I play my game. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to be always right. I was wrong about Derrick Henry this year. I fully admit that. But I'll play the odds game on on the 28-year-old running back all day long because 28 is, is it's such a tough thing to do. Um, Mixing inefficient like the AFC Zeke, says Peanut Butter. I think that if they get a Gibbs, whoa, imagine Joe Burrow throwing the ball, dump offs to Gibbs. Gibbs could get 800 yards rushing. You don't even have to abuse the heck out of him on the ground between the tackles. Give him seven or 800 yards rushing and give him 900 receiving and double digit touchdowns and 65, 70 receptions. Gibbs would be a beast in that offense. He'd also allow Jamar Chase to see less double coverage. If Jamar or Higgins ever went out, T. Higgins and Jamar, when they go down, Burrow does have lesser stats and struggle a little bit because the offensive line isn't the best yet. They'll work on that uh, throughout the offseason, especially if they win a Super Bowl. Again, they're going to lure in more people that want to play um, with the with and for the Bengals. So it's like that'll improve. But if you could give Joe Burrow a potential 60-70 reception running back, imagine what that would do to safeguard Joe Burrow's stats if, let's say, Chase sat out or or Higgins sat out. Because right now, Higgins or Chase go down for a couple weeks. You'll see Jamar Chase slow down, or I'm sorry, uh, Joe Burrow's stats kind of kind of come to a, 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 not a crawl, but they they, they kind of fold in, bro. He can't, he can't do the same things because the defense... The defensive coverage is even tougher for him. The sacks come rolling in. Uh, you know, the offensive line collapses more when they can't stretch the field. When Jamar Chase is not on the field, it's an entirely different defensive setup. You know that they face. It's an entirely different uh, aggressiveness that comes at them. An entirely different everything. Like it's it's like it's if you took away Diggs, Josh Allen's going to struggle a lot more. You take away Debo. 
Brock Purdy struggles a lot more. You take away A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts is going to struggle a lot more. So it's it's understandable that Joe Burrow struggled a little more when Jamar Chase was out of the lineup. But imagine if they had a, a Gibbs there to help kind of solidify uh, that there are three options to throw to. And, you know, one misses a game or two or whatever, Joe Burrow is still going to be able to just slice up the field. I'm really excited. I really, if I was in charge of the Bengals, the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs, I'm bringing in Bijan, Charbonnet, or Gibbs, or maybe my fourth rookie running back that I have not announced yet that will be on the Moon Man list. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. Space Monsters. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Uh, Mixon, not terrible, but definitely slowing down. I agree with that. I don't think he's terrible, but I think if you're... Remember what the way that I worded it is if they could be preemptive with it and not let it kind of fall apart in front of them and then wait till the next draft. I think being preventative, being preemptive more so is what I mean. Being preemptive and grabbing Gibbs or Charbonnet or the rookie running back that I'm going to talk about here in the next couple Moon Man. Or, um, you know, obviously if they were to trade up for Bijan, which would be expensive. Uh, doing that pre preemptively would be a, an amazing GM and scouting move, offensive move. And I'd just rather see them do it, especially with this draft class, because this draft class specifically is the elite draft class for the RBs. And you want to plan ahead, especially when everything else is kind of far, firing off really, really well for the Cincinnati Bengals. Sure, work on the offensive line. And your boy Rick is hilarious with this. Uh, your boy Rick's, you know, this Niner, Niner avatar, this loaded with Niner logos. He has, how many Niner logos do you need in your avatar, bro? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Do you like the Niners? I'm gonna guess you do, your boy. Your boy Rick says Bijan's going to the Niners, Smitty. I told you. How? How, your boy? How are you gonna get that done, bro? How are you going to get that done? You got Christian McCaffrey there, and you're going to what? Trade up? How are you going to trade up into the top, uh, top 12 pick? I don't even understand it. Ben, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Nady, how's it going, my boy? I'm, go- uh, I'm going, bro. What's up with you? Yeah, good. Um, I want to get your opinion on this trade I made in Dynasty. Okay, hit me with it. All right, so I saw that video you posted earlier, and I got real scared about uh, that Burrow footage, so I traded him for a third-round pick. <laughs> I hope you didn't. Yeah, it was an early third round, though. <laughs> sure you did. I, I, disown, <laughs> I disown you. Uh, you know I'm playing. Yeah, what, so what, what do you, uh, where do you rank Burrow? Is he number, QB number one for you next year? You can be Fantasy. honest. Fantasy. Easily top three, could definitely finish number one. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes could end up with a better year if he's healthy, you know, that ankle doesn't give him any problems, and Hurts could finish ahead with that rushing upside, but I think it's a lock for top three with a chance to finish number one overall. Yeah. Um, Where do you think Tom Brady ends up? Uh, I think he... Will if he can't if he doesn't get signed by Miami or the Jets, I don't know if he'll want to play. 
because I think he wants to play somewhere where he thinks that he can he can make a difference. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's he's got to play like I said earlier. He's got to play in a location that can that can bridge the gap that is kind of evolving with his talent and his mind. You know, he's he's gonna be there here, but we don't know if his arm strength and all the things you know. Not just arm strength, but to to keep up through camp, and I'm sure that they'll let him do what he wants. But like, it, he he even said several times during the season, "What was he thinking?" You know, and I know he's kind of joking, probably playing on the soreness and all that. But there's probably some truth to it, right? So you got to wonder. He's got to calculate it all and say, "The toll it takes on my body, I can go into the booth right now and get paid bank." You know, or I can go into the booth and get paid bank, but I can also get bank one more time on top of that. And he, you know, he's involved in that crypto stuff that went sideways. And, you know, I know he's going to get a bunch in the booth. Uh, He's going to get paid plenty, but maybe he, maybe it's all about, I mean, think about it. Like, think about if you're Tom Brady and you finally get a chance to really dictate where you go and you feel like you could do it in the right spot. Why would you walk away? And on top of that, traditionally when people walk away, I don't think they're as involved in, you know, I know podcasts and, and, and players doing shows and stuff is growing and that wasn't really in the cards, you know, five, ten years ago anyway, so it's hard to really tie this to it, but he's in, he's immersed in it right now. Like, I know he going into the booth would be, it would, you know, correlate to that, but like, He's he's still very much in football frame of mind. Like he's not taking a big break and going and, and pondering it. He's like literally doing shows, talking about like and then he gets frustrated when they asked him about it. When when Gray asked him about it on the Larry Fitzgerald and Gray little show that they do, and he got mad. He got upset. He was like, if I where's that where's the quote I have? Um I'm gonna I'm not gonna say the words because we you know for monetization. Don't don't drop any bombs here, buddy. Um, yeah, if I knew what I was going to bleeping do, I would have bleeping done it. And he said it <laughs> so, he was so angry when he said it. You could hear it in his voice. He was just like perturbed that he even asked the question. Like it's, a, it's, a, it's a, like, we're going to ask the question, Tom, you're on, you're on a, you're on a show talking about football. You know, it's your, I know, he, I know he was doing the show with them. He does the show with them. I don't know how regular, do you know how regular their show is? It's with, uh, Jim Gray, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, called Let's Go. No, I'm not sure. I, I don't know how often they do it, to be honest. I don't listen to anybody's sh- I don't have time to listen to anybody's show, but I don't know if anybody in the chat knows how frequently they do these shows, but um, it's just, it was crazy to hear the, the anger that he had for the question. It's a common question. Everybody's going to ask the question, and it's just like, you know, his response didn't feel like somebody that's going to walk away. You know, it felt like... Yeah, it was probably the... The question probably was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, like if you're about to walk away and someone asks you that question, you'd be like, um, we'll see. You know, I'll have a decision soon. I'm thinking I'm walking away. I'll have a decision soon to be that guarded about it. He's, he's like worried about where would he go? Like where, where can I go to bridge the gap between talent and my mind? Where can I go to make this work so I can do it one more time. I don't need, I want to go to the Niners, but the Niners, Brock Purdy's doing great right now. He's probably rooting against Brock Purdy. This guy's probably the biggest Brock Purdy hater right now because he wants to go to the Niners. I bet you anything that's why he's so upset. <laughs> he, he's thinking this guy better fail. 
or when I make the call, they're not going to want me. That's all he wants to do is play yeah. with the Niners. He wants to win a Super Bowl with the Niners more than anything. And and he and why would you walk away if you finally got a chance to decide where you can go? And Miami would be crazy to turn him away, Miami Mike. The Raiders would be crazy to turn him away. Uh, the Jets would be absolutely ridiculously dumb to turn him away. Unless they're getting Lamar or A-Rod. You know, if any one of I these know, scenarios. I know, Brady, I know Brady's got that history with McDaniels and uh, with the Raiders, but I, I, I don't know if I could see him playing for that organization the way the way the way I, I feel like he left like he knows he left a bad taste in the fans mouth and his own mouth the way they finished the season eight and ten um I think he just I, don't, I, I mean I know he wants to get to another Super Bowl win another Super Bowl but I think if he could just win another playoff game he'll have had a successful enough season to retire at 46 47 he can you know Go to Miami and win a playoff game. Maybe two playoff games. They don't want to play with him. I don't agree with that at all. Um, I, I don't appreciate your opinion, and, and that's awesome. But I, I oh no, I think the I think the Raiders want not Brady. you. I was I no, I was, no I re- I'm re- I'm reading the comment here. Um, okay. He said he says that the the they don't want to play with him. Like I I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. Maybe maybe he's thought of as being a difficult guy. You know, like on the field, maybe, especially as he's getting, you know, older or something. Maybe he's more set in his ways about stuff or something. But I guarantee you that you're you're a, you're a Raider and you just lost Derek Carr and you don't know who your signal caller is going to be. You're you're drooling over the idea of Tom Brady coming to your to your town. Uh, if you're a Miami Dolphin, you're Tyreek Hill and you're Jalen Waddle, you're dreaming and drooling over the idea of Tom Brady coming in to gunsling for you. There's no way that the majority consensus of players in the NFL don't want to play with Tom Brady. I, I appreciate you, but I a thousand percent disagree. If Brady goes to Miami, Tyreek Hill and Waddle's ADPs are gonna go through the Why, why the do you roof. why do you think this is here? The Moon Man. Oh, this, I know. Moon Man number seven, baby. Yeah, I mean, Moon Man number seven's there for more than just the quarterback position. Moon Man number seven is all about the wide receiver values and how they're they're down right now. We need to act. We need to go get Hill and Waddle as fast as we can before Moon Man. Like in, in, and I, I'm not saying like in Dynasty, you know, like tough to say where I, I i i draft hill in a dynasty startup tough to say where i you know like that's but like waddle especially but even in like keeper formats but e- even even in a dynasty format waddle or hill is going to have a little bit lesser value because he's getting older anyway you mix in and couple in the fact there's no real answer at quarterback i bet you hill is extremely cheap a lot cheaper than he should be in dynasty so this definitely applies across the board no matter what the format is and moon man number seven is fully like an inverse moon man it's like hey attention everybody's not expecting this miami dolphin situation to get resolved but i believe miami mike is too smart to not attack it the way he's attacked everything what's miami mike done the moment he stepped into that miami dolphin head coaching role aggressiveness go get tyreek hill trade for yeah you think he's gonna be like okay you're sitting in a meeting you're miami mike it's like so Tua might be okay we don't know okay okay so we'll just go in and do it again We'll go, we'll go in and do it hey, again. Do you have a question? 
You know, uh, I not... want to get your opinion on something here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Vamp said, uh, Vamp mentioned that Brady fills seats. And um, that kind of got me thinking with all this controversy over Dak Prescott, I don't know the details on his contract or if they're able to move on from him or what, or what they're planning to do. But what do you think about Tom Brady and Dallas? Uh, his contract is awful, bro. It's yeah. awful. I'll pull it up and, and put it on. Million a year, right? Bro, it's awful. Um, they they don't have a shot at getting out of it until twenty twenty five. Okay, oh let, let, let me let me put it on screen here. This is like this is almost as bad as uh, Russ Wilson's you know situation. So I'll I'll put it on screen here and show you the dead cap money. But Dak, they'd have to trade Dak Prescott. They'd have to trade Dak Prescott. Not that there wouldn't be suitors. Dak Prescott's contract, if you look at uh, 2023, which is highlighted, and you go all the way to column cap hit and especially dead cap hit, his dead cap hit is $89 million. $89 million. That's almost the whole cap. His, his 2024 cap hits $39 million. His salary is $29 million next year, or in 2024. His salary in 2023 is $31 million. He's got a 13.2 signing bonus in both years. He's got a roster bonus of $5 million in 2024 if he makes the roster. Um, it, it's uh, now I don't, some of the restructured here, restructured $4.9 million. His cap hits 52. So if they cut him today, his cap hit would be $49,130,000. His dead cap would be $89 million. So he's so, basically celebrating with Russell Wilson and Allen Robinson right now. Yeah, so you, 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 you literally have to trade him. You know, and what team is going to take him at that contract? Maybe a couple teams would. Like, you think about team, like, think about this. Like, Dak is not a top five quarterback, but if you're a QB needy team, Dak looks pretty good to you regardless. You're like, okay, he's a top 10 quarterback. How often can you get a top 10 quarterback? Not very often. But that contract is hard to to maneuver. Very hard to believe that a team, a lot of teams are going to be like, yeah, give it to me. Especially coming off the loss and everyone's so disappointed in Dak right now. Like, this is not the time to trade him. His value is at an all-time low. It's like a stock plummeting and then trying to sell the stock. You right. know, it's like. There could be some crazy owner out there thinking it's the perfect buy low opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, not that it, not that his not that his contract is any lower. Vamp but, says, uh, "Don't rub it in, Smitty." No, yeah, I don't know. Too soon, yeah. That's a that's a bad. I mean, it's a bad contract. Russell Wilson's contract. Let's look up Russell Wilson's contract. Let's see how much worse this is. <laughs> Russell Wilson contract. I, I mean, he's back to Washington. Yeah. Back what? to the Jet. Who? Uh, Travis was saying, "Dak to the Jet or Dak to Washington." Those could be two teams that would pay out for a quarterback could pay out for a quarterback yeah um i don't know that they feel the way that everybody's portraying in dallas about Dak, like at an organizational level um so russell wilson's dead cap if you look let me see if i can get my my circle on here hold on uh, uh let me let me bring this on screen here where's my where's my red circle when i need it where's my red circle hold on um, I, I don't have it here. Let me, let me do this. So my, my, uh, hold on. 
here's uh, here's the column, dead cap column. The dead cap column, if they cut Russell Wilson in 2023, $107 million. If they cut him in 2024, dead cap, $85 million. I, I I believe I'm reading that correctly. If anybody if anybody thinks I'm reading this wrong, it's you know there's some confusion here. But 2025 is dead cap is 49 million. Potential out in 2026, four year 161 million, 31 million dead cap. So this is the potential out after 2025. You can read. I'm putting this on the screen here. After 2025, so entering 2026, the team has a potential out. Four year, 161 million, 31 to dead cap. Yeah, now we know why he was over there on the sideline nodding his head like it was no Bro, big deal. That's one, two, three years. I mean, you got to bring in Sean Payton or you're dead in the water. Like, you you know, and I don't Mr. even know. I, I don't even know if he, yeah, he's not. He, I don't think Sean Payton's looking at this situation, licking his chops, going, oh, Denver's a great spot. Like this is Denver went from an amazing spot to being just like a disaster, you know, of a situation. Um, that's that's crappy, uh, Mister Unlimited's. He's he's got unlimited cash flow for till twenty twenty six. Um, but yeah, 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 Mister Unlimited, very limited. Very, very. It makes, yeah, and, and it sucks for Javante. Like, I love Javante so much, but the one thing you guys will learn about me if you're new to my channel or if you're not and you still don't really know is I move on, adjust, and adapt very, very well, in my opinion. Do I hang on to some things? Maybe every human being does. We all have bias involved, but I think a lot of people misrepresent my digging my heels in for just plain belief. Like if I if I if I say like I love Joe Burrow, Burrow's the best court. Like I, I may get amped up and I may I may go a little overboard here or there. I'm a human being, but there's re- rhyme and reason behind it. I'm very good at adjusting and adapting, and and if I'm sticking to something that seems like I'm sticking my heels down and my it's probably because I still believe it. It's not that I'm just blind to it. I'm trying to double down or something like that. So the perfect case of that is Brees Hall. Moon Man, right here. Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. Moon Man number eight, Brees Hall. But Javante's not on here, nor do I feel like Javante's a lock to land on it because of what I've said for the Brees Hall explanation as to why he's on the Moon Man list is you need to have proof of recovery, of quality, fast, speedy recovery. And his, his ACL injury was a little bit more severe. We aren't hearing he's way ahead of schedule like we're hearing for Brees Hall. Brees Hall was a rookie, 21 years old, uh, essentially the same as uh, a lot of rookies tearing their ACL coming into the NFL. He just feels the closest to that you could possibly be. You know, it's almost like he he's a college running back, it still feels like. He barely, he didn't play a full season. So he's so young. His situation's amazing. His talent's there. Um, this may, like I give my example of you break your arm, your right arm and your dominant arm, you learn to use your left when your right arm's healthy and ready to go. You're, you're a bet you're better because of it. I just, I have a funny feeling, unlike some other ACL situations, his youth being a big component in this could end up making him 
better, stronger, faster at the end of the day. And his deficiencies he has his first year back because he 100% will have deficiencies from it. Will be They'll be able to be masked. He can mask them by the fact that he's going to learn to be smarter. His vision, his patience, um, pick his holes, uh, figure out how to be, become a better pass catcher. Like all these things, hopefully he seems hungry. And the situation, I hope, becomes better. I hope they upgrade the quarterback spot. I think any intelligent person, and you hear a lot of people coming and run their mouth about the Jets being the Jets being the Jets. Any intelligent person can see that the Jets are a quarterback away from being an elite football team. A quarterback away from turning Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, or whoever, even if they move on from Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, that defense, uh, they're a quarterback away from this team being a potential Bengal team that came out of nowhere like your boy Smitty said they would a year ago when they made their first Super Bowl appearance. Now they're on their way to make their second. I feel very much like the Jets are on the same exact track. They have the blueprint that the Bengals had. They just need the signal caller. Yeah, I feel like we talked – I remember – I think we talked about that one already. I've never – in my lifetime, I've only been following football for maybe 10 years now, but I can never remember – a team being so complete on both sides of the ball and missing one player. Yeah. And that's why I believe firmly that the Jets are in strong position to get one of these three monsters here. Uh, Trey Lance, trading for Trey Lance could be a possibility. Um, I don't know that he feels even remotely close to these guys because he's still a very much an unknown. He's injured. You know, like I'm just saying there's, there's other options potentially. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, maybe one of the rook, maybe they trade up and they get, you know, Bryce, Bryce Young or Stroud or whatever. And it's possible that a young rookie like that, I don't know, they'll, they'll want to go down that road again. They might look, they might want to have Aaron Rodgers and, and God, it'd be an attractive landing spot. In my opinion, if I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady and I don't get Miami as my, as my landing spot for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't absolutely be drooling over the idea of playing in New York, big market, in New York, throwing footballs to Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore is no joke, even though he feels to a lot of people like a joke. And and Brees Hall in the defense. And to go up against that defense and practice to keep you sharp. You know, Sauce Gardner. What 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 better way to it's you know it's like your grandparent getting or your parent getting a grandkid. It's like it makes him younger, like 10 years younger, just watching that grandkid. You give you give old Tom Brady, give the old geezer uh, a, a run at Sauce Gardner and practice every day. He's going to turn 10 years younger facing Sauce Gardner and practice every day. So I'm, I'm real excited about all three of these teams. I think these three teams, unbelievable. Ron Navy does make a good point about taxes. However, however, we've seen firsthand with the Devontae Adams trade to Las Vegas that the teams will account for that in the contracts 100% like they'll, they'll work that in so if you're worried about taxes or higher paid salary they'll 100% match like when they're they're bidding for a, a player potentially like so in the case of Tom Brady if Tom Brady's going to get paid you know x million over here he will say I want x million plus to make it e- equivalent Adams was offered more money to stay in Green Bay right before they initiated the trade. They said, Adams, we don't want to trade you, tag and trade you. We'd rather work out a long-term deal, have you stay here. We'll give you 
this much more money to make it an even actual uh, deal. And they offered him X number of dollars more to make it an even swap uh, in terms of the money. Because a lot of people said the reason Devontae Adams moved was business. They said the reason he wanted to go is to get paid. No, he could have got the same exact am- amount of money in Green Bay equivalent. So it's a good point, yeah, Ron, but they, they would account for it in most cases. I mean, plus Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know that Tom Brady at this point. I mean, maybe maybe he does need it, Ron, because of the the crypto debacle. But I, I think it's going to be a significant amount of money that, you know, I think to be happy and play where he wants to play. So like the Jets versus some other place, he's going to be like, give me the Jets. You know, get, let, let me win a Super Bowl because he's he's more about Super Bowl right now. He's going to get paid so much in the booth. I think he. I think his objective is Super Bowl. Certainly, he's going to want to get paid. Certainly, wants the respect of the dollar amount. I want to be paid like the big dog. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, Trey Lance, the Jets would be an interesting move, Roger. Definitely, and I think the Niners would be dumb to not accept that for one single first rounder, just because you gave up way more to get him. You need to adjust and adapt as a team, and Shanahan doesn't know how to do that very well. Uh, so I think, I think he'll surprise us. Maybe I think he. I think he'll adjust and adapt because as ridiculous as the trade was, I just looked it up today. I believe we traded the 12th overall pick and a future, uh, a next year first rounder and a two years out first rounder, so three first round picks and a third round pick and maybe another pick. I'm not sure, but at least three firsts and a, a third to move up from 12 to three. Which was just ridiculous to draft a quarterback who played one year in college. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, I, I, I'm not sure if I if I misheard this a moment ago, but I thought uh, someone mentioned uh, Trey Lance to the Jets. Yeah, and uh, I can't no. Yeah, uh, Roger said okay, Trey Lance. Well, we talked about that a second ago too, but Roger uh, Roger just said that in the in the chat. But we did, we already discussed that earlier a few minutes ago. Right. I was tra- just, I was just gonna say real quick. I think the. I mean, I think you are, you agree with this, and you've already uh, pretty much stated this. But the Jets got to go with a with a more developed quarterback at this point. Yeah, yeah, I, I think when you you've had, and I, that's what I was saying earlier. That uh, uh, that's exactly right. exactly what I said earlier is that if 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 you've you don't think you want to go through that route again, you'd rather go with a, a proven elite talent that's ready to win a championship. Because the Jets aren't like in development mode. Everyone thinks, oh, the Jets they get a young guy that can... no, they're ready. They're ready. The Jets are Bengal exactly. ready. They're Bengal ready. Exactly. And and if anybody wants to laugh at that, th- those people laughed at me saying they were Bengal ready two years ago when they win the division. Oh, you can't win the division. There's no way they win their division. They're the Bengals two years ago. They won their division. They went to a Super Bowl. And everybody laughed at them then. So you can't laugh at the Jets and say that you can't compare them to the Bengals. The Bengals were the laughing stock of the league two years ago. The Jets are, they have the the exact blueprint. And they have the better D. They have the better defense. They just need the quarterback. They just need the quarterback. There are three potentially, there's some problems to moving Aaron Rodgers and Lamar, obviously. And the, the Ravens may say, no, we're not trading you. We will tag you. We will hold you. You can refuse to sign your tender and do whatever you want. We're not trading you. They could say that. But part of me feels like if Lamar doesn't want to play there and he's been so, he, he's his own agent. Him and his mom are handling everything. He has no agent. His mother is his agent. 
and they, they've done a, in my fall. opinion, a bad job because you could uh, pick. I you, don't know, man. You what? A baller. What's that have to do with his agent? I think that it's great that he's his own agent. Why? Because I think he's doing a great job. I I, I don't agree, but. Uh, I, I think that he he got hurt again. He needs he needs to lock down a, a long term deal now. Maybe he doesn't want to stay at all, and that's why he's not doing anything. He's pretending he's saying the right things, but he doesn't want to stay. Who knows? But you run a hundred and seventy to two hundred times a, a season. You need to get that guaranteed money before he suffers some injury he can't recover from, bro. He tears his Achilles I mean, tendon. He the, he's he, done. He had the Ravens. He had the Ravens. Uh, I forget exactly what their record was, but they were winning the AFC North. Doesn't matter. Uh, three years in a three years in a row. Two years in a row he's got injured. This is three years in a row that he hasn't delivered. And so he looks a little less yeah. attractive this year than he than he did last year. So who knows if a team's gonna I give think, him what he wants. Ultimately I think he he's could, gonna get the bag. He probably will, but but to say that it's because he doesn't have an agent, bro. No, he's gonna. It's gonna be really hard for him to navigate this tag and trade without an agent. My prediction is he gets an agent. I, my prediction Maybe. is he gets an agent, bro. He gets an agent because. I'm just glad that. How is he gonna navigate a tend that. a sign and trade, bro? How is he gonna navigate a sign and trade? On top of that, um, it, it it's it's just you could factor in the percentage. That the agent's gonna get into the contract. The the Ravens would have gladly. I can almost I can almost tell you that I feel I feel ninety percent certain that they would have said yes to this. If you would have said, "Hey, Baltimore, uh, Lamar's penny pinching here," <laughs> like he he wants to keep every last cent. Will you up the contract enough to account for an agent's percentage? Not to mention. Agent could come in with whatever he wants as far as the percent. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way the Ra the Ravens would have liked to have settled it. They would have been glad to figure that out. And instead, Lamar's I trying mean, to handle it Lamar himself. I think Lamar doesn't want to play for them. I think Lamar is, Lamar is ready to go somewhere else. But that's what, Baltimore. That's, Baltimore has repeatedly set Lamar up to fail. His, but that's, his his only weapon his only weapon this season was a tight end. That's why and, I've said he wants. Um, that's why I said he wants to leave. He's he's he's. Yeah, they, they he's I'm I'm glad he had the right people around him to keep him out of the playoffs this year because the team doesn't care about him. They would have RG three desire. Okay, but, but me if that's yeah, wa wa yeah, watch the Ben. You're almost out of here. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yes, yeah, your that's your warning, Ben. That's your warning. I like you, Ben. I'm giving you a warning. The mon monetization goes away on the video like that. I don't know why YouTube's doing but that. You they're, they're, are we allowed to say the A? No, like, you're not allowed uh, to say anything. No? Okay. You're not. You're not allowed to even uh, what, talk. Uh, what about? <laughs> you can't. Just My don't. Man, just. Uh, just. Uh, just don't say anything that's borderline, Ben. Let's just keep it safe. You know. You gotta. Uh, you, you gotta say poo poo. Say poo poo, bro. Okay. But right. but, but well, I was gonna ask if we could say um, like 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 the the synonym for darn. Um. And then the place you go, that's the opposite of heaven. I don't know. Just let's let's just let's just play it safe for your voice video, okay? For the monetization of the video. All right. Uh, but but what what I was trying to say is, I, I, as I've been saying all off season, I don't think Lamar returns. That's why I have him up here. But but to say yeah. that him being his own agent and his mom handling it is the reason why it's going to happen? No, bro. He he needs an agent to navigate these 
rough waters of a sign in of a a, a, a franchise tag sign and trade. This is a complicated situation. Maybe, this is like needs, going into an ER. An agent, he needs an agent that cares about him. Yes, he does. He too does. Many, too but many, Ben, too many. It's it's hard to know. Ben, who, navigating. Who I know, but Ben, you can ask around. There's 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 NFL players that could tell you, hey, my agent's amazing. This guy's trying to walk into a, a an ER and perform his own surgery. There's just no there's no logic to having his mother, you know, call up and and give a team the runaround. And my son, you make sure my son gets a good breakfast in the morning when. Every single morning, I want my shit. You you think his mom is handling like his mom's not handling this the way an agent would that's paid a professional? Like, come on, it, Lamar wants out. I've said that for a year and a half. He wants out. They traded away Hollywood Brown, he, his only wide yeah. receiver. He finally started developing rapport with because he takes forever to develop rapport with a wide receiver. Finally, develops rapport with them. They trade him away. They trade him away. He fails. Who do you think he blames that he's failed three years in a row? He blames the Ravens. I know you were saying that earlier too, but that's what I've been saying for a year and a half. He doesn't want to stay. He wants to go elsewhere, yeah. and I think he's going to be difficult. Maybe his mom is the right person for this job. You know, my mom, Mrs. Smitty, she returned a year-old piece of meat to, to the grocery store one time when I was a young kid. I watched my mom walk up to the manager and return a year old piece of meat that she bought and said it tasted funny. And the, the manager said, well, ma'am, this piece is a year old. She ignored him, went on a rant. Maybe that's why I rant and rave. My mom went on a rant. I watched my mom. I was about eight, nine years old, watching my mom rant, ignoring every single thing he said. He said, ma'am, that's what happens when it just tastes funny. When you eat it, it doesn't have the right texture. Look at it. It's been mangled, tasted. My mom put it back in a bag. It was sitting there. She's having this man taste food she had in her mouth or or try try and taste food that she had in her mouth. He's like, ma'am, I don't want to taste it. She's like, he's like, you had a year old piece of meat, ma'am. She ignored him. She said, I, this thing just doesn't have the right. It has a weird taste. He finally gave up. He said, I don't care anymore. Here's your money. Take your money. Get out of my store. Absolutely wore him down to a little nub. Maybe that's what Lamar's mom's going to do when they're talking about franchise tagging him. Maybe this is what the doctor ordered. Maybe I'm completely wrong. And his, his mom is the right person for the job. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, get get your mom in there. Let her let her take care of this. Maybe she's a, ideal. Maybe he he's so maybe Lamar's so smart he knows my mom's gonna wear the them down to a little nub and they're just gonna send me off. They're just gonna get rid of me, like my like like Smitty's mom got just wanted to get her out of the store. They just wanted to get this woman out this crazy woman out of the store that was trying to return a year old piece of meat. Uh, uh, but Lamar Jackson wants out. Lamar Jackson wants receivers. Guess guess who's got two elite wide receivers? Miami Mike. Guess guess who's got a, an arsenal and, and, and an offense that's completely electric, moving parts everywhere. Not just Lamar having to run. 
He's got Tyreek, Waddle, a running game. Everybody wants to run. Maybe he doesn't want to run all the time. He wants to prove he's a pocket passer. He's been trying to prove, I'm not a running quarterback, even though we know he is. I'm not a running quarterback. I'm a pocket passer. People tried to convert him to a wide receiver. He's really been out of shape out of that. It's built into him. He's been out of shape. Been been out of shape over this. You're not an, a pocket passer his entire career. He wants wide receivers. He wants to prove he's a pocket passer. He's going to prove he's a pocket passer in Miami because my mom returning year-old pieces of meat would be a pocket passer and a f top five to six uh, NFL quarterback if my mom was inserted into that lineup, bro. Lamar's going to be that way, and he, he wants to prove it. What better way than going to Miami? Yeah, I think, uh, I, think I, I mean, yeah, Miami, Lamar would be electric in Miami, more electric than Brady. But I do believe Brady, Brady, if Brady went to Miami, I, I, I believe it would vault Waddle and Hill's ADP more, right, than Lamar. But I do think Lamar will be electric yeah. there. We're therapy for Smitty. You are hard. You are hard. All the tra traumatic uh, stories Smitty has grown up. Getting dragged to grocery stores. Was store that really touching up a storm? You what? Was I really cussing up a storm? I, I hope not, bro. Word. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. I, don't, I was just looking at the chat there. Yeah. I hope not. Or that red button, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch it again. No, no, I won't. All right, bro. Just reading the chat. On that note, I'm gonna let you go. Um, appreciate you calling in. Always good conversation, Ben. All right, thanks, Smitty. Yeah, later, pal. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Sorry. I, I'm out of here. I'm your boy, Smitty. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm live whenever news breaks. That means if Lamar's mom inks a deal for her son tomorrow morning and Lamar's mom figures out how to navigate him on his way over to Miami, guess what your boy Smitty's doing? I'm going live because I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live at midnight Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday most nights. Today's Monday. I decided to do a midnight live instead. Uh, maybe I'll still do it Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm not saying I'm taking one of those away necessarily, but it's Monday night. I decided I'm going live at midnight, baby. We're dropping a Moon Man. Moon Man number eight. The Moon Man. Dropping loads in outer space. Space Monsters. Space Monsters. Whoops. Space Monsters indeed. Uh, I'm out of here. Appreciate you. I'm, I'm hitting all the wrong buttons. Um, I'll see you all tomorrow. I'll probably be live. I think the the top 10 running back part three videos dropping tomorrow. There's no way I'm going to get it out in, in enough time tonight. It's already it's already 2 a.m. Uh, uh, Eastern. So I will see you all tomorrow. Top 10 running backs part three. Running back 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 drop tomorrow. Get ready for it. I'll see you later. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how to say your name. Fio. We'll call you Fio. Appreciate you, Fio. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate your opinion, too, just because we disagree, bro. Bring it. Bring it strong. Bring your opinion. I don't care if you say, Smitty, I disagree. Always be respectful. You're respectful. You can have any opinion you want, but come in with it, Fio. Anytime you have a different opinion, bring it strong, bro. 
I, I, I love it. I'm glad to have you here. Casey, see you later. Roger, see you later. Uh, Mitch, appreciate you. Mama Smitty to the moon. We'll interview her sometime. For those of you that don't know, my mom is actually on this show. I have a sitcom. I'm sure many of you have seen it. It's called The Intern, The Fantasy Football Intern. It's on my main channel. For anybody that hasn't watched it, you need to go watch it. But my mom stars in it. My mom's in it. My mom's in the in the in the intern show. So if you go to the main YouTube homepage on my channel and you scroll down, you'll see four episodes of the Fantasy Football Intern. It's a sitcom that I produced. Episode five is still being produced. Um, it's like the office meets the league, meets something that gets canceled. You know, the the that's that bad, but that good. It's it's so bad it's good. It's so amazing. It's a great show. I have so much fun filming it. We need to get more views on it. Um, YouTube sees it as different content, so it doesn't like push it to my own followers. It's really weird. Uh, so whenever I've released an episode, nobody's seeing it like in an email or an alert. So we need to push it out there. It's an intern. It's called the Fantasy Football Intern. It's an actual sitcom that I, I created, and it's got four episodes, and the fifth one's being produced. So go watch that. It's on my main YouTube channel. Scroll down until you see the four thumbnails of the Fantasy Football Intern. Got a picture of my mom. It's got, uh, that's where you guys have all found um, Grant. Grant is, this, is the, the co-star of that show, and that's where Grant came from. And we got Tom, um, who's got narcolepsy, and uh, he falls asleep, you know, all the time, just randomly. Go watch it. It's an amazing show. We'll see you later. Appreciate you all. I'll catch you tomorrow. Oh, double A, double A, are you still here? Hold up, hold up. Double A, are you still here? God, I didn't even see double A super chat. Uh, the Joe Burrow ha 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 from Smitty Jr. needs to be on a sound clip. Awesome. Double A, I hope you're still here, bro. I just saw this. Thank you for your super chat, bro. Thank you so much. Hopefully double A is still here. I did not, I did not mean to gloss over that. Thank you, my guy. You are the man. And get on over, guys, to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Uh, get your rankings, bold predictions, trade calculators. Uh, the mock drafts tool is almost ready and updated. One on one text device, thefantasyfootballshow.com. And don't forget all my social media handles. Go, every show is almost every show is on Spotify as well, which is a phenomenal way to watch it. Spotify video show. It's not like we're uh, an audio podcast on Spotify. We're an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and all, all those different platforms. But on Spotify, we are one of the only fantasy football daily video shows. So go check me out on Spotify. Give me a review if you could. We've got the Dynasty YouTube channel, um, which is at the... You can always find it on my main YouTube if you click the channels tab. It has all my YouTube channels there. The Fantasy Football Show. YouTube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. The Fantasy Football on IG. The Fantasy Football on TikTok. And on Twitter, I'm Smitty1com. Kind of like Smitty1.com. Smitty1com. But uh, this is where you'll see me majority of the time. And we'll do a Dynasty video pretty much every day going forward. I just need to get in a rhythm with it. Probably won't tonight, but we did one last night. I'll see you all tomorrow. Breaking news, top 10 running back, part three video, all that later. Hit that thumb up on the way out the door if you could. Double A, appreciate you, my guy.
Isaac, appreciate your super chats earlier. Fake Ty Lee, appreciate you. Imposter Ty Lee. Uh, I don't know what that is there, Uncle Slayer. Joe Burrow, ha ha ha. When you know, you know. Later, Travis. Later, Eric Powell. Later, um, Roger. Later, Hot Prime. Later, Ron Navy. Later, Alex. Later, Travis. Ben, appreciate you. Mitch, later. Casey. Vampy. Vampy usually dips out near before the end of the show. Vampy. See you later, pal. Alex. Uh, Theo, our new follower. Theo, appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed, Theo. Click that subscribe button. Frake. Thomas. Double A. Hot Prime. Xavier. Alex Lucas. First in the building tonight was, let me scroll all the way up. Blind Larry. Smooth Criminal. Abdul, Roger, Garrett, and A-Rock. Peace out. And peanut butter and jelly, or peanut butter and waivers. Later, everybody. Appreciate you. Saber swinging Skywalker. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.